Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. This series is from my book I wrote on how to help your grieving friend. It's written for others who want to understand how they can support and help someone who is living with the absolute unthinkable that child loss is. And I want to read a few chapters from this book in a series of episodes because the message in here is so powerful to share. I remember a friend whose daughter had also died. She told me that her therapist had said that It's the griever's job to teach others how to help them or what it's like to grieve. And it seems like such an unfair thing, like as if we should be having to teach others. And yet it's true because you cannot understand what it's like until happens to you. And so as the bereaved, the only thing we can do is to try to share what it's like and try to explain and hope that the people who love us and want to support us will listen and try to hear what we're saying. So instead of trying to explain to others, because if you are anything like I was, I had no energy to explain or to try to tell others what it's like, you can share this episode with people in your life who are trying to help you and trying to understand, especially if these episodes of this series resonate with you. That way you don't have to try to explain it to them yourself. Hello there friends. Today's episode is the last episode in a three-part series about teaching others about grief. And as I said already, this is part of my ebook, How to Help Your Your Grieving Friends. So we're going to dive into the last part of this series today. Again, if you like this podcast or have found it helpful for you on your grief journey, please share it with a friend This helps this podcast get out to more moms who need this message and it helps me see that it is helpful and that I should continue to do this work and this message. So let's dive into letting go of your own fear and grief comparison. Many people are scared to be around someone who is grieving. What do you say? How can you know what they need? Do they want to talk about it? Are you reminding them of their loss right when they're having a good time? Are you overstepping your boundaries? So many questions. I want you to know that you probably will do something wrong. You probably will say or do something that causes pain to your grieving friend. There is just no way we can know what will affect someone at any certain moment in time. With grief, one comment can be painful and a week later it might not be. It depends on how they are feeling in the moment, their state of mind, where they are in their grief. It depends on many things. One thing you can say to help in situations where you're unsure is simply admit that fact. Tell your friend that you don't know what to do or to say in this situation. 
You are feeling so helpless and you want to help so bad, you just don't know how. This can open the doors for conversation about what could be helpful and connect you in learning to navigate these waters together. One of my family members told me that they really need me to communicate with them as well. They said that they don't know what I need and how they can help, but they really want to help and do things that support me. This was a reminder to me that as a grieving mother that my friends and family were there for my husband and me, but we needed to work and communicate together to navigate these unknown waters. So please let go of your fear of messing up. I want to share some helpful ideas of what to avoid. You might forget, but it's better to mess up and be there trying again than to abandon your friend and leave them in the time when they need support and love the most. Realize first that you cannot fix the problem. We would all love it if we could just swoop in and fix the problem, quote unquote, and make the pain go away. There's nothing you can do to make the pain go away or to fix what has happened. Their child is gone. There is no coming back. When you say things that are trying to fix what has happened, they are hearing that their grief does not matter to you and that they cannot confide in you. Here are some examples of phrases trying to fix the problem. Anything that begins with at least. At least you have other kids. At least you had X amount of months with them. At least they are in heaven. At least you know you can get pregnant and on and on and on. Just don't focus on the negative. Look for the positive in your life. You just need to get over it. You just need to have another baby. God knows best you need to let it go. Everything happens for a reason. They are happy in heaven. God knew you couldn't handle however many kids. You are so strong. And in parentheses, I have that we feel shattered and broken and can hardly get through a minute. So we really feel so far from strong. God will never give you more than you can handle. When will you be back to normal? Aren't you over that already? God must know you can handle that. You'll be together soon. It was his time. You just need to go get a job. She's in a better place. I don't know how you do it. We don't either. We didn't choose this life. Some of these phrases could be true, but most of them are just downright painful. Even if your grieving friend might believe in God and believe that God has a plan and that their child's life was in God's hands, this does not mean that they already hear that or accept that. Saying those kinds of things does not allow them to grieve and work through and process their emotions. As I once heard someone else say, their brain knows this, but their heart is not ready to hear it. This is a small list of things that can hurt, but at the bottom line, it is this. You cannot do anything to fix, change, or grieve for your friend. When you say those kinds of things that are trying to make it better, you are telling your friend that they shouldn't be feeling the way that they are feeling. If only they focused on another thing, they would feel better. They really just need to be able to voice their thoughts without judgment. Your only job and role is to support them, validate them, and love them in their grief. It's not your job to grieve for your friend. It's not your job to tell them how they should be grieving or how they should be doing it different, how they should find the joy or how they should find things to be grateful for. 
This is up to your friend. This is your friend's trial and one that they are faced with every single day. Every day, this is their reality. Please let your friend grieve in the way that they need to. It is up to your friend to do the work of their grief. It is up to your friend to decide where they will go with their grief. As someone who loves them and cares for them, your job is to support them because they need support more than anything else right now. You can always suggest ideas of ways they could find support and help. Support groups, Facebook groups, grief programs, grief books, journaling, meeting with other grieving mothers, exercise. But don't be offended if they do not do what you suggest. They really need to find their own path. Things I would encourage to advocate against are things that are negative repercussions like alcohol, gambling, drugs, self-harm, etc. Those can be very dangerous and scary. Even though it's not your choice and not up to you to control their actions, you can offer healthy ways of facing emotions rather than turning to negative coping mechanisms. Have you ever been in a conversation where you share something that is difficult or hard in your life? And the person you are talking to says something like, Oh yeah? Wait until you hear what is going on in my life. You don't have it all that bad. Or, think of this other family. They have it so much worse than you. Imagine what it would be like if you had that life. Did that make you feel seen? Did it make you feel like you could share again? It's a different story if you decide for yourself that you can find the strength to dig deeper for yourself because others have it worse. But it's quite disheartening when someone else decides that for you, that your story is not enough. This one is very hard. There is so much comparison. There is comparison between losses, different types of losses, the way losses happened in between life situations. I think it's probably the way our human mind works. We try to put ourselves in the other person's shoes so we can try to understand. Many times we fail miserably at this. If you have a loss of some sort in your life, do not tell your grieving friend that, I understand what you're going through. I lost my aunt, my mom, my pet, my friend, my sibling. Why I completely support that your grief is valid and real with your loss. Telling your friend that you understand what they're going through will most likely not be helpful. If you are trying to be helpful, you can mention that you know your own feelings of grief through your loss and you are trying to understand a piece of their grief through it. You validate their loss and try to empathize without trying to compare or convey that you have a full understanding of what they're experiencing. Even with similar losses, say child loss, we all have our own story. I cannot say to another grieving mother that we have the same experience because we don't. We have the universal experience of grief. But the way that grief manifests in our lives and the memories or lack of memories we have are our own experiences. Grief is truly personal and unique to each person. There is a sense with many different types of losses that their loss wasn't big enough to justify their grief. Other people want to try and make it better. When someone loses an adult child, the people around them try to make themselves better by saying, at least you got X many years with them. And at least you were not taking care of them every day. It would have been so much harder if they were a baby. Then on the opposite end of the spectrum, when someone loses a baby, the people around them might say, at least you didn't know them very long. Imagine if you lost a teenager, how much harder that would be. When you think about it, 
Do those sound like things that would be helpful to say? When you say those kind of things, even behind their back, it is not acknowledging their pain that is very real to them. It is trying to minimize it so you can feel better. At the end of the day, their child is gone and a family is in pain. Your friend is in pain and trying to minimize it, which is what at least or fixing statements and sentiments do um, to make yourself, yourself feel better will only stop your friend from talking to you about it. I think often that we can just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you know this pain. I'm sorry you're experiencing such a horrible trial. I'm so sorry you have to go through this. I wish I could change it for you. You can say that this is just so horrible. I'm just so sorry this happened to you. All those types of things that can just empathize without comparing your loss to theirs. We don't need to compare because they are each their own. Sometimes we get caught up in comparing of losses that we forget to connect over the fact that we have such great losses. And so you have it. That's the last part of the three-part series in teaching others about grief. Of course, there are so many other things that I didn't cover. So this is not a blanket series and like, and now you're good and understand everything. Grief is so unique for each of us. So one of the most important things is having that conversation with the one you love to see what, what does help you. Is this true for you? If this feels true for you, if these series of all of these three feel true for you, share them with the ones you love so they can try to understand your grief journey just a tiny bit better. The ones who love you do want to understand and they are just trying to help even in their totally fumbling, maybe messing up like crazy way. So let's teach them to do better. See you next week. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Grieving Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Grieving Moms Haven at www grievingmomshaven.com.